You are listening to episode number 23 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gordon. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to ask you a question. Actually, I want you to ask yourself a question. And the question is, what are my success habits? What things do I do habitually on a routine basis that I would consider a success habit? Do I have success habits at all? And the reason I'm asking that question is because when I hear a story or when I talk to somebody who has had some serious difficulty getting whatever they're working on up and off the ground and they they fail, I guess is the right way to put it, the oftentimes the the issue isn't that their idea is bad or that some of the some of the actions that they took are bad or or that their strategy or whatever was was bad the issue is a little bit deeper and the issue is that they're not practicing success habits and when when they don't practice success habits from kind of the the ground level it's going to make things a lot more difficult and let me give you an example so i'm very close with a particular person who runs two different brands and one of those brands is an etsy brand they sell a particular um a particular item or a brand of items uh, multiple products and multiple variations on etsy and the other brand that they run is a merch by amazon uh, brand or series of brands, series of shirt companies, and they're tiered up quite high. I think they're tiered up into the 500 range or maybe even the thousand range. So if you're familiar with Merch by Amazon, there's a tier system where as soon as you become a, uh, a merch seller, you start with a low quantity, I think of 25 shirts that you can sell. And then you, if you sell a lot of them, you eventually tier up to the hundred and then 200 and then 500 and a thousand. Um, but anyway, this particular person is tiered up quite high. It's either 500 or 1,000. And I think they only have about 50% or maybe even less, maybe 30 or 40% of the amount of shirts that they can sell available up for sale. So the thing with merch is that if you don't fill up all your spots, then you are offering less products. And if you're offering less products, your sales are going to be lower. And, and it's just, there's not a situation that I can think of where one shirt or, or a very low quantity of shirts on merch does really, really well enough that you don't need to worry about filling up the rest of your spots. Merch is a game where you need to fill up every single spot in your inventory in order to try and, and get some of that success coming your way. So they don't do that. They don't fill, this person did not fill up their full quantity of shirts available. And then the Etsy business that they run, it has ebbs and flows based on how motivated the person is at the time, this particular person and their motivation ebbs and flows itself. And it seems to ebb and flow based on, I, I don't even know. It's just, it comes and goes. It's not steady. It's not consistent. But what I can tell you about this person is that when they're on, when they're firing on all cylinders, they do really, really well. This person is very, very intelligent, very clever, very creative, but does not have a drive level to keep them going, keep them hustling on a regular basis. And I don't know why exactly, but my, I suspect based on my observations and a lot of discussion that their success habits need some work. So my, when I think of success habits, 
I think of a couple different things. I think of, of really three things. One is, well, two are kind of more directly actionable. And then the third one is sort of the result of those actions. So again, when I think of success habits, and when I talk about success habits, I think of three things. I'm just going to say this one more time. The first two are action-based, and the third one is the results of those actions. So that's just kind of how I think of and how I interpret success habits. So I'm going to break this down. Um, So the three things are, and these are the actionable, the first two are the actionable ones, body and people. And then the third one is progress. So let me break this down a little bit more. So so let's let's take a look at the the body component. And that really comes down to you, right? You are we're all human beings, right? So we all have needs, we all have basic needs and then we all have our own sophisticated, more complex needs. But the thing that we all need in order to ensure that we have some sort of success is that we have a relatively clean and consistent diet, a routine and relatively consistent and strenuous to a healthy level, uh, exercise routine or exercise plan. A Now this is a big one that has been, it's been talked about before and some people think it's just nonsense and it's overrated. Um, I have incorporated this into my, my daily routine of just life and have found that this was probably the biggest and most important change I've made to my lifestyle, but a morning routine. Um, and you know, we'll talk about that more in detail, but a morning routine is absolutely crucial. And I don't necessarily mean the things you do when you get to work or whatever. It's, it's what you do. It's how you wake up in the morning, the things you do when you wake up. But again, we'll break that down in a minute. And then the, the fourth thing inside this this body category is sleep. And I think people underestimate the importance of good, healthy, consistent sleep. So, uh, so diet, exercise, a good morning routine, and sleep. There's not necessarily an order to those. It's just the four things within that, that body component that I think are super critical and absolutely necessary in order to ensure success. These are habitual things that you can incorporate right now to seriously push you forward towards success. And have you ever heard those expressions like eat good, feel good, or uh, look better, feel better, things like that? Well, I mean, you eat a good, clean, consistent diet with like clean food and good food. Uh, that alone right there is going to make you feel better. I mean, that's, that's something that I think every, everyone who's made that change has been able to agree with. If you eat clean and you, you have a good, a good dietary uh, practice, then you will feel better in general, day in and day out. You'll be more upbeat. You'll be more uh, focused on what you're working on or doing. You'll be, you'll be potentially create, uh, thinking more creatively, thinking bigger, thinking wider, And that is an artifact of the things that you are putting into your body. So be very conscious about what you put into your body and make sure that it's something that you would recommend other people also put into their body. You know, think of it that way. Uh, Would you put this into your kid's body? So something you would let your kids eat, that kind of thing. Um, Exercise. So I generally don't like to go and I I recommend other people to not go more than 72 hours without exercising. And so that's three days. Now, three days off for some reason, that's, that seems to be like this magic, 
there's this magic time barrier. Once you get past 72 hours, it's really easy to continue to push off workouts and push off exercise down the road and kind of kick the can. Uh, I don't have a scientific fact to back that up or any kind of data, but it just seems to be the number. It's almost like that 30 days to build a habit kind of thing that people talk about or whatever it is, 28 days to build a habit. Well, there's this weird 72 hour window (laughs) with exercise that when you don't exercise for three days that fourth day just gets a lot easier to say nah i'm good and then the fifth day even easier and then before you know it you know three weeks or a month goes by and you're like oh man i really got to get back into the gym or i really got to get out there and run or something i i just i i'm very big on that 72 hours make sure that you're exercising and the reason for that is it it just it keeps the heart healthy keeps the body healthy it keeps your brain healthy it uh, influences serotonin levels and it's it's that whole like uh confidence boosting thing so i talked in the the very early stages of this podcast about what the name fit successful dad means to me and it all started with a transformation that i went through as soon as i graduated from college and when i was able to make some physical changes in my life that uh that got me to a state where i was i was um you know much healthier I was able to build this confidence almost immediately. Uh, you know, I looked a lot better and as a result, I felt a lot better about myself. So this confidence just kind of compounded and the more progress I made, the better I felt, the more confident I got and the more confident I got, the more I realized, wow, I can, I can do anything, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can go after anything I want to go after and I have a good chance of, of doing something when I go after that thing. I mean, I could fail, but I could also not fail. I could also succeed. So the confidence just controlled a lot of my actions as a result. And all of that stemmed back to me being in a comfortable, confident state of physical health. So 72 hours, I do not recommend going over 72 hours. Try to build that into a routine. That is a success habit that I think nobody can argue with. Um, a morning routine also, uh, that's another thing that's almost like a kickstart to the day. Um, everyone's morning routine is going to be different no matter what, but I do recommend that you at least try to dial in a morning routine. And mine, as an example, is I, I get up typically about five o'clock and I've, I've changed around my, my morning workout times. It used to be five. Some, it's usually five in the summer. Um, then I get, I pushed out to six sometimes in the winter. Uh, but anyway, right now it's, uh, I'm getting up at five and as soon as I get up, it's a, a bottle of water and, uh, I don't know, I think it's 24 ounces. It's actually quite a bit. Um, I take my vitamins in the morning and I have breakfast. My breakfast is, uh, egg whites and usually some source of whole grain. Um, usually it's just steel cut oats. Sometimes it's whole grain bread. Um, and then I drink black coffee. So that's, that's kind of my morning routine. Um, I don't deviate from that hardly ever. And the only times I do is when I'm changing the time in which I get up in the morning to do those things. Uh, but the, the, the alarm clock, the internal alarm clock just kind of takes over after a while. And I'm in a situation now where it doesn't really matter what time I go to bed. And it doesn't really matter if I set an alarm because that, that clock will just go off inside my body and wake me up. And there's really nothing I can do about it. That's an artifact. I think we can all, anyone who has kids can sort of agree that, you know, you just kind of build that clock once the, uh, you know, once you have a kid in the house and, um, once you, you know, if you work a, a consistent schedule. So, but 
whatever. That's that's my morning routine. And if I deviate from that, it it affects me for the whole day. It is it affects me from the moment I deviate from it, whatever day that is, all the way through the night. It's it's something that ripples down the whole day. Um, and I think anyone who has a morning routine can probably agree that when they deviate from that, it just sets the tone and it's usually in a negative way. So, um, it's a success habit, but it's also, it can be, it can almost be a little intimidating because you cannot deviate from it and expect to have the same results as when you, when you stick to it. Uh, but a morning routine can be absolutely invaluable. So keep that in mind. And then sleep. Sleep is, like I said, seriously underrated. And I don't necessarily get eight hours, but I try to. And that's, that's a number that I think a lot of people like to shoot for, but don't necessarily get. For me, my, my number is six hours right now. And it has been for a few years. Um, if I can get six hours, then I can be extremely productive, efficient, focused from the moment I wake up and go through my morning routine until I go to bed again. Um, however long later that is, you know, 19 hours or whatever it is, 18 hours. So it's, uh, it's, it's as long, I say, as long as it's consistent and you find your number, uh, six hours is great for me, anything more. And I actually start to feel a little lethargic. So I don't know what the secret is to getting to that eight or nine hour mark that some people get to. Uh, I don't go to bed at nine o'clock and get up at six. Like some people do. I don't go to bed at 9.30 and get up at 4, like some other entrepreneurs do. I go to bed at about 11, typically, and get up around 5. That's just kind of the way I work. Uh, but it's consistent, and it's what my body performs well under. And um, But it, it, the, the point is that a consistent sleep schedule that you do not deviate from is absolutely critical. It's, it's kind of like having a night routine. So you have a morning routine and a night routine, and then anything in the middle can be variable. But having those two where your body's coming out of sleep and the one where your body's going into sleep can be a huge contributing factor to success. I consider that a success habit. So that's kind of the body component to this whole thing. Now, the people component to this whole thing, these are actionable habits that can be incorporated into the like the people side of it are communication, appreciation, and patience. So everything that we do as entrepreneurs is about people. And you may not think so, but people play such an important role. People besides yourself play such an important role in going after these things that you're doing, building this brand or building this business or or doing whatever you're trying to do. Um, you are going to need somebody else in some way, somehow. And the, the habits here are practice habitually, get in the habit of practicing strong, clear communication, whether it's written or verbal, it doesn't matter. Strong, clear communication is going to be your number one asset when dealing with people and getting people on your side to help you out. The other ones here are, I'd say, of almost equal importance. In some ways, they're more important, but neither one of them matters if your communication is poor. So clear and concise and consistent written and verbal communication is key. Now, the second thing, appreciation. It doesn't matter what this person is doing or not doing for you. When you interact with somebody and it is business related in some way, whether it's with an influencer that you're trying to get on your side to promote your product, whether it's a supplier, whether you, and, and that doesn't matter if you have a, 
a, a business deal with them or not, if you're just interacting with them. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a customer. And if it is a customer, it doesn't matter if it's a customer returning something or if it's a customer inquiring about purchasing something. It doesn't matter the reason. You know, when you communicate with people and it's about your business, you should be appreciative of the entire situation. All right. The, the, the whole kill them with kindness thing, it absolutely works in business. And I've seen it time and time again. I mean, I, I can't think of a situation where I have had either an unhappy customer or a supplier who is kind of a flake or uh, just, just something where the, the general tone of the person I was dealing with wasn't positive. I, I've never been in a situation where that happened. And I outwardly showed appreciation just for or appreciation and kindness and kind of gratitude just for having that conversation and not seeing that whole tone turn around. The, uh, you know, I guess I, I call it kill them with kindness, and that's kind of what's happening. You can change the way people interpret you and think about you and the way your, your name, what your name means to them just by changing your attitude or having a positive attitude the whole time. Is that's the, that's like the one thing that we can control. We can there's there's a million things that go on, on a daily basis that we can't control, but the one thing we can control is our attitude. And if you're appreciative, people are going to know that. They're going to remember that, and that's the thing that's going to last with them. If you are not, you're going to be the person that they forget about right away, or the person that they choose to not talk to in the future, you know, or just another another person or another brand in, in a sea of brands that all sound and act and talk and interact, you know, the same. So appreciative, be appreciative when you're talking to people and then patience, patience goes along with appreciation. Be patient. People, they just like you want to have a conversation. They want to take their time when they make a decision. They don't want to jump the gun, especially when it's their money on the line or their name or their brand. They need to take their time make smart decisions. And you should respect the fact that they want to make smart decisions. So be patient with your suppliers. Be patient with your influencers. Be patient with people you want to be partners with. Be patient with all of these people. Um, there's, there's no value to be gained by trying to rush someone who doesn't want to be rushed. Because if someone makes a decision that they're not happy about in the future, then someone is going to become even more unhappy as a result. And it may be you if you were the one that was responsible for helping them make a decision too quickly that they didn't ultimately want to make. So be patient, have strong communication, and have appreciation for the people that you deal with. Okay, so those are the kind of the body and people components to this thing. And the results that I always think about when I think about success habits that you get from these things are that you now, by practicing all of these health-related habits and these people-related habits, you now have the ability to become clear on your goals if you haven't been able to already. And if you are clear on your goals, then you will just be able to dial in the clarity to a detailed level that you didn't already uh, have. And that's that's absolutely the case for me. Uh, I've been able to do that. And it also gives you the ability to make more continuous small steps. There's a mental piece to having you know, all these health benefits on your side and having all of these great, strong interpersonal communication skills on your side. And, and, and that just it gives you a, a confidence, a drive that you didn't already have. 
And it's hard to explain, but it's absolutely true. When you interact positively with someone, for example, and you're feeling good and you're, you're looking good and you're, you know, your body's in good shape and you, you're well-rested and you're interacting well and you're showing appreciation, it just makes you feel really, really, really amazing. That gives you the, this, this level of drive that you didn't already have. And you can make more continuous small steps or big steps on a daily basis. So those are, that's a result that you get from doing those things. You also have the ability to embrace failures better. It's easier to embrace a failure when you're looking good, feeling good, you're confident, you're driven. Everyone you talk to is, is you, you feel like you leave that conversation with them feeling positive and you're putting positivity out into the world. It's a lot easier to embrace failures. And if you can't embrace failures, you're never going to move forward. So this is a result that you get from doing all those, practicing all those, those, those habits, those success habits. And when you embrace failures, then what it allows you to do is learn what not to do in the future in order to, to kind of in a backwards way, learn what to do, you know, in the farther future. Right. So like every time you fail, you learn what not to do next time. And that's unfortunately part of the way it goes. I mean, if you think about when you learned how to do something pretty basic for the first time though, like uh, ride a bike, right? You started with training wheels, but the moment you took those training wheels off, you probably rode a couple of feet and fell and you sort of learned about balance and you learned what not to do. You learned not to lean that way too far or you're going to fall. You learned not to lean the other way too far. You're going to fall. When you start to turn, you learn not to turn too fast or you're going to flip over your handlebars or something. So in order to learn what to do, you had to learn what not to do. And no amount of coaching is going to be able to coach you out of not learning through experience. It's unfortunate, but it's true. So the people who are going to succeed are the people who are going to get punched, fall down, and then get up and then avoid the punch the next time because they knew it was coming, right? That And there's no substitute for experience. There's just not. No college degree can prepare you for for that kind of thing. No, no coach, no mentor, Now, mentors can help you avoid some of the punches, but no one's going to help you avoid all the punches. And down the road, you're going to be the guy and you're going to want to be the guy or girl, excuse me, that got punched and got down and got back up and went ahead anyway and avoided the next punch. You're going to want to be that person because now you're going to have this level of respect from other people who have seen you sort of go that path and, and like walk the walk, if you will, and uh, been there, done that, you know? So you can't get there without experiencing all those things. So everything is a learning experience. And by positioning yourself physically and with communication to others around you, um, you're going to be able to to kind of yield the positive results from all of, all of those things and ultimately come out on top. So... Uh, With that, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. And if you got any kind of value out of this whatsoever, please share this with somebody else that you think might also get value out of it. And your support means the absolute world to me. I really appreciate it. And with your support and continual spread of the, the word, the Fit Successful Dad podcast, we can reveal as many undiscovered entrepreneurs out there as possible and help them create the lifestyle that they really want. So thank you again, and I will catch you on the next episode. Take care.